Monica. <laughs> and it's Liana, and this is the Night Guys podcast. We're here to join you bi-weekly to cover weird and spooky stuff. So- My audio cut out. Oh, crap, dot call take Oh, oh I like this person. <laughs> Talk that way the whole time. That was actually really hard, and I felt like I was running out of breath. <laughs> do, you, do you? Someone talks like that normally, probably, right? Out of all mm. the people in the world. One, at least one. Uh, I feel like the guy that played Horace Slughorn slash the guy in charge of everything at Moulin Rouge did. Wait, that guy. In Moulin Rouge? Yeah, he was in that. Oh my god, now my all my wires are crossing and fritzing, <laughs> and I suddenly don't know faces of anybody I've ever met. No, you <laughs> definitely haven't met this dude, so don't worry. No, I mean, and even those people, I can't remember what they look like. <laughs> Everything is going blank. Oh no. <laughs> the curtains well. are closing. <laughs> oh Wait, no. Hold on. Okay. Think Moulin about it. Rouge. Oh, so good. This guy. Oh. I'm showing her a picture of an old yes. man. Yes. I feel like that guy totally talks like that. Probably. I wonder what he's doing. He right sounds very now. blustery. Hmm. <laughs> Probably blustering somewhere. Uh I see that. I see that. It's- your future. <laughs> uh, cool. uh, Cheers to that so- guy. <laughs> Cheers, sir. <laughs> Raise a glass. <laughs> no one's done that in at least five years. <laughs> I can guarantee that time frame. Has anybody ever? <laughs> well, this conversation started with, does anyone speak that way? And mm. it got us to him true so but my mind latches onto weird movie <laughs> factoids so does yours yeah so. we gotta go to what trivia night mm, together unstoppable oh. uh also Team we win. have a new patreon member we need to thank <laughs> <laughs> jenny thank you so much for joining us we're really excited to get to know you if you show so choose sh- sh- if you so sh- choose <laughs> <laughs> Mm. we're both tired so sorry are joining patreon i don't know maybe i'll run it until the new year i have no idea what Mm -hmm. i'm doing but we have two new stickers that are coming for people who are patreon members or going to be uh yeah (laughs) they're really cute and i really like them and i really want to see them in person and erica designed them so i'm well technically we did one together and i just use it as a sticker well, whatever. The other one I pulled from my mind and it came out. Your mind butt? Cool. My mind butt. <laughs> Apparently <laughs> makes great things. <laughs> so look out for that, Patreon members. All right. <laughs> my mind butt stuff. <laughs> Not butt stuff, but like mind butt stuff? Comma stuff. Yeah. Right? Does that make sense? Or mind I want dash? just a... Let's do a comma and a dash. So there's a lot okay. of spots. <laughs> we need that spots. A lot of spots. Speaking of, you sent me news of some spooky shit people have spotted in the sky. And I'm going to talk about it. But <sighs> also, it is very familiar to something local that has also happened very recently that Erica's not excited Why? What's about. What's with all the local things? So many people know. are very upset by the snake news that happened here. Oh, Really? Lots of uh, messages. I I posted some stuff of like what we had 
uh, like all the pictures and things that you put up for our last Patreon episode. Mm -hmm. And one of the pictures was the snack, uh, (laughs) news, the snack pet, the snack, snack, snack pet. And, uh, (laughs) people were very upset by that. What? Snakes aren't that bad. I, I kind of felt that way too. I don't mind. I mean, I don't, I don't like want the, a bunch of them under my house for sure. Yeah, like I'm not into that. I'm not into the quantity in a bus. Yeah, that's not a great number. Eighty-eight what? more than <laughs> more or some or the best number of all time. Crazy eighty-eights. I mean, yeah, you're pretty I mean, good. I'm pretty good. At it. Okay. <laughs> uh, eighty-six, not good. Eighty-eight, no. yeah, good. Ocho, ocho, <laughs> uh, dos ochos. Uh, what I don't like, and we talked about it on Patreon, is that the lady was like, don't tell the neighbors, guys, who came yeah, and took them. That the is so wild. You have to tell them. Yeah. You have to. What if your neighbors what if there's also have s- exactly similar problems? And, uh, guys, lady, psycho person, what if... They have sweet, sweet kitties that like to go under houses when it's hot and it's nice and or shady. Puppos, or maybe they have or like or kids or who are like yeah, or whatever duckies. Like we just, don't need this. No, tell your neighbors. Everyone in the vicinity should know. She should be going around yelling. I got snakes under my house. Yeah, because that's you not might like too. that's not like a point of shame. If anything, people be like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry to hear that." Yeah, thank no you. No one for knows how that me. happened. It's people would like, say, ugh. "Thank you." I yeah. would say thank you for telling me because it's yeah, not like keep my cats oh, up for a while. Yeah, my house is like this nasty hoarder house and it's filled with rats. Then I'd be kind of like, "Fuck, hmm. I'm pissed off at you." But like yeah. snakes, that's not really something that you can attract to your house no, through anything of your of. own. Yeah, not like that. Snake. No, well, <laughs> for sure, like snake pheromones somewhere. <laughs> oh my goodness, she Medusa. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. Cryptid really? person living in the uh, hometown. In the Rose Town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. Gotta investigate. Go knock on her door. Let's figure it out. Um, Erica sent me some news, by the way. Not about <laughs> snakes. Dress in snakes <laughs> Just go from the door to door. Did you have the snake problem? <laughs> no? Okay, good day. Okay. Good day to you. Um, well, apparently <laughs> on the 15th, um, Illinois MUFON director Sam Maranto provided details um, for this interview on the Tinley Park lights, including video clips from this witness guide, TJ Jap- Japcon, hmm. cool who re- guy? Yeah, who recorded lighted objects hovering above the Chicago suburb. Um, he witnessed and recorded both mass sighting events in Tinley Park in 2004, and his footage has been part of several UFO specials. Oh, he's a special dude. Mm-hmm. So, um, Expert. Yeah, he's had multiple things of just, it's like three lights just kind of floating around. Well, there's not really a lot like to explain about that, but what's funny is that Erica's like, oh yeah, here you go, here's some news. Well, one of my friends that I've known from Santa Rosa for a really long time. I won't say his name in case he doesn't want it, but he did put it on Facebook, so I, I feel like he doesn't really care. You know, fuck it, Cody, my friend Cody. Um, <laughs> he took a picture of this just triangle of lights, Ew. just like two, just three little light points making a triangle in like blue sky. So he says, "I'm not jumping to any conclusions here, but there, this was a bit strange. These quote." 
three stars stayed in a triangle form while moving question mark and then they just disappeared like literally right in front of my eyes i saw them moving and then they disappeared like fucking vanished it's just a little strange because i'm up at the same time every morning on my porch and i see the stars and i've never seen this formation or anything like that in that location and some people are like oh it's you know uh like skylink or starlink or whatever but those are in a straight line this is in a full yeah like um starlink yeah, I have two. It's a line. It's not a triangle. And everybody's like, oh, the predator dots the triangles. <laughs> That's not helpful. But then some people have other, like other people in Santa Rosa have said that they've seen the disappearing trio, trio of lights. How like other- big are they? I mean, I know um, it's hard to tell, but. I don't know. Like he's don't. ruling out that it's any kind of like droney drone. I don't think it's a drone. close together. And that's no, like... they're not close enough together. To I'm going to see if, like, I'm going to try to show Erica a picture through my Skype screen. It's probably not going to be very effective. Uh... Oh. oh, oh, I saw it for a split second. There they are. Can Ew. you see them? Yeah, they look like they're far enough apart to where, I don't know. But so I'm not sure if. It's oh, Erica hates it though. I don't like it. That <laughs> sure. is awful. Aliens, but other people, you know what? Local have said that they've seen it, and um, he's he Ew. went the next he ne- went the next morning to look to see if it was to there. Light it on fire. <laughs> it was high up. So I don't care. It would look like it was almost telepathically. Maybe tell about it half. Leave. Well, maybe it's about half as high up as um, like an airplane or something. Like, if you, okay, you've seen those people that do the, I can, like, with my mind thoughts, call in the UFOs, and, like, they make them appear. I forget what they call themselves, but, like, it's there's, like, a name for it. Okay. Have you heard of them? No, but this sounds horrible. I'd so hate there's that people power. Who, That's like, the worst superpower. Well, no, like, they're, like, it's, okay. So these people claim that, you know, we can go outside and, you know, ask, think, I want the UFO, like, show up, like, I want the UFO, show up now. And they'll, uh, you can call them in, is I what they're saying. I wouldn't call, I, I think it would be interesting to see, but yeah. also, I would never call them. No, right? So, no. these people do it, and, like, you can no. see it on YouTube and whatever. Dude, I bet that's what the shit is in uh, Sedona. Could be where they, where they totally guarantee that you'll see UFOs. Mm-mm, um, I hate this so <laughs> oh, I just hate it. And so I'm wondering. I just had the thought while you were talking about it. Maybe you can do the opposite. <laughs> so you need to call speak them with away. Who's, who's got their powers? Who's got those powers? But no, they like, they tell you how to do it. You don't even. You just literally ask, and it happens. Well, maybe that's why you haven't seen any aliens, because you really don't want to. Or, other option. Okay. You, instead of going, like, I want, like, show up, I'm calling you guys, like, here, like, I want to see you, like, come hang, cool. Mm-hmm. But, not here, go, like, Florida. Go to Florida. <laughs> go to Florida. <laughs> Three light thing, go to Florida permanently. Mm. Bye. <laughs> What's funny is that in Florida, they probably wouldn't even notice. Yeah, they're like, oh, look, it's back. <laughs> cool. Mm-mm. Florida's like, we've got enough weird shit. Just welcome to the gang. Nothing, t- nothing for me. <laughs> <laughs>
love this plan. Yes, let's send it to send Florida. Send them away. Ew. Mm. I hate it. I love that it's right in Santa Rosa. I do not. Just right here it for the picking. Definitely go white. So that makes me feel like I need to start looking outside early in the morning at the sky. Because I don't. I mean, tonight the sky is crazy looking because the moon Mm -mm. covered with some pretty clouds. Looks Mm. a little bit spoopy. That's spoopy. I'm going to pour some more wine from my Especial birthday bottle. Ooh. (laughs) All right. Oh, that's a lot of wine. I'll talk about it. Not enough. That's a lot of wine. <laughs> sorry, everybody. No. Going forward. Sorry, not sorry. Wizard's contract <laughs> won't be renewed. <laughs> I feel like we've spoke on this guy before. Do you remember him? Uh, I don't know. Is it the guy? Is it the guy from the New York subway? No. Oh, he is from. New I like that guy. Um, he is. Show me very a picture. Fun. I don't have a picture of him, but I could find Boo. it. Boo. Uh, Boo. The recent decision by the City Council of Christchurch, New Zealand, to drop Ian Brackenbury, uh, I'm searching hmm, for him. From I guess it's Channel. I'm assuming is how you say his last name. From its okay. payroll is reportedly getting attention for the controversy it's causing. Better known as the Wizard of Christchurch, Brackenbury, uh, he <laughs> is a local personality, popular with tourists and residents. Who he's become like a fixture. Uh, at public events, the city's mm-hmm. art center, and even political demonstrations. Uh, <laughs> okay. He wins. Instantly recognizable for his long beard, robe, pointed hat, and ornately carved... <laughs> He's got a wizard staff. Uh, the wizard's <laughs> been getting payments from Christ Church for over 20 years. Wow. As a kind of living work of art with a promotional value for the city. I remember, like, whoever it was in the government, like... Made a decision that he is like legit, so the sucks are making him unlegit. Um, very uh, it's like the proper word for it. Uh, all that's set to change at the end of this year, however, citing a different direction in the image uh, the city wants to project. A spokesperson explained that the new plan soon won't include the 16000 It's in paying him annually to provide acts of wizardry and other wizard-like services. I'd be afraid that he would, like, curse uh, the town. Yeah, dude, for sure. So far, his reaction to the bad news hasn't involved any vengeful spells or sorcery, but he's oh. had plenty to say about the decision. He'll continue mm-hmm. to appear in public at his usual hangouts, he stated... Uh, despite falling out of favor with the bureaucrats who have no imagination, that's a quote, um, <laughs> who declined to renew his contract, uh, they will have to kill me to stop me, he said. Good Lord. Well, that's I Googled right. him because I wanted to know what he looked like. He wears all black robes and a black hat. But I can see why they kind of, uh, canceled him. Why? Um, he said some <laughs> kind of shitty weird things that i don't think you're gonna like when you hear them kinds of things nope nothing to do with wizardry ah you fool you fool Mm -hmm. he um he's no gandalf he's not a gandalf gandalf is way too gentle um he made some remarks about women in april during a comedy show that he Uh would quote never strike a woman because they bruise too easily but apparently it was during a comedy show, so... Okay. I mean, I legit bruise super easily, but, like, 
whatever. And then he says, I love women. I forgive them all the time. I've never struck one yet. Never strike a woman because they bruise too easily is the first thing. And they'll tell the neighbors and their friends. Then you're in big trouble, he said at the time. That's a weird thing to say. It's just an odd thing to say. It's not even funny. No, it's not. (laughs) Okay. But I guess they didn't like that. And I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Interesting. All right. Yeah. I like his wizard staff. That thing is really cool. It's like this beautiful carved, looks like a root. (laughs) Oh, cool. I like it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well. Hmm. I don't know. TBD. I think his comedy was not funny. Yeah. (laughs) There's that. Stick to wizard jokes, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He needs to work on his beard, though. It's not mm. very majestic. Not good. Mm-mm. No, um, you did beard. also send me news about a meteorite that crashed through a house roof and landed on a woman's bed. So scary. I, I would say out of all the like days this. of the year, there's probably like three or four that I think, I hope nothing ever crashes through the house and kills me. Danny Dar- or Donnie Darko basically gave me that. Um, yeah, for that sure. Donnie Darko was like, like, what do you do? You don't do anything. Nothing? You just die. You like cease all, to exist. At all times, it could be happening. You just cease. Remember how we talked about ceasing? Well, that's yeah. that's when you cease. I don't like um, it. So it happened in like the town it. of British Colum- of Golden, British Columbia. <laughs> <laughs> this woman named Ruth Hamilton was asleep in her bedroom and she described how she had awoken suddenly to the sound of her dog barking and the sensation of debris falling on top of her face, which prompted her to leap from her bed in surprise. After turning on the light, she discovered that there was a hole in the ceiling directly above her bed. I've never been so scared in my life. No shit. I wasn't sure what to do, so I called 911, and after speaking with the operator, I flipped over my pillow and saw that a rock had slipped between two pillows. Holy shit, it missed her by inches. When the police arrived, it was initially suspected that the rock had come from a nearby building site. How stupid can you be? Why would that come through your roof? Yep. However, it soon became apparent that it was, in fact, a meteorite that had fallen from the sky. Ew. Get yeah, knocked. obviously it had fallen. If it had fallen on her head, it would have been fatal. A hundred percent. Remember um, that one lady we talked about? It hit her in the like thigh. Yes, like that what? gnarly bruise. It was crazy. Yeah, she's very lucky because if it landed between her two pillows, she was right there. That's horrible. Uh, no, thank you. Thank you, but no. Yeah, we'll pass. I don't need that in my life. Conjure That's that bad. away. Come on, wizard guy, make it go away. (laughs) (laughs) You're uncancelled if you can make it go away. Despite your not funny jokes. Okay. I have one other... One other thing. Oh? Just one other little thing. Okay. This sounded kind of fun. Is it actually fun? Read about. I think so. It's got someone you like involved with it. Oh, oh. Like, like, like. I like him. You like, like him. Okay, who... I mean, I like, like, a lot of people, so you gotta narrow it down, my dude. I like... I think there's two versions of this person. There's this version, and then there's the Zachary Quinto version, and I like the Zachary Quinto version better. Excuse me? 
stop burying the lead. <laughs> Killing me. It's about Eli Roth. Oh, I like like him. <laughs> I do too, but I no. like him. No. You like like him. I like you like can, Zachary you can have, Quinto. You can have someone else. I, that's fine. We'll, we're happily <laughs> like, you know, you get yours, I get mine. It's fine. This is okay. I'll take that one, even though he doesn't like women. And he doesn't like, like man, women. Man, <laughs> how fun would he be to hang out with? The best. So fun. <laughs> I'm into it. Honestly, it would just be fun to hang out with Eli Roth, too. I think. It would. I think. Or he could just be really, like, introverted and, like, ugh. <laughs> I. I don't really care. Dang him. Same. Like okay, him. what's he doing? Okay. If I ever get, by the way, if I ever get, if you get bad news about him, please just keep. keep no, it everything me. I've don't. ever read about him is, uh, he's a good dude. He's, okay. like, really, really spending a lot of energy. And I think he did a documentary or it's about to come out on, um, shark fishing like for sport he's trying to super duper stop it so my heart is so happy he loves helping sharks sharks are the coolest i agree they're the trash cans of the ocean you guys you really do want sharks because they eat up all the carcasses of dead animals and you would rather have sharks eating things instead of just bloated nasty carcasses all over the place then just leave them alone yeah they're cool they've been around for a millennia yeah, if you ever look at his Instagram, it's like 80% that. Ah, that's so cool. Yeah. more. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, so he apparently is ghost-proofing his haunted villa in Italy. Maybe. Where is his place in Italy? Because I know somebody in Italy needs to go visit. <laughs> we'll go knock on all the doors. <laughs> Dressed, Dressed as snakes. As snakes. <laughs> Why not? It makes Get sense. Kicked out of the country so <laughs> We'll fast. fly there in them. <laughs> they wouldn't let us through customs. They'd be like, oh my god. Senora, we snakes real, get kicked cool. off of United Flight or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> We're being snakes. <laughs> I would sue. Just hit How the microphone, you? damn it. <laughs> okay, so he's ghostproofing his villa. Yes. Okay, so it says horror film master Eli Roth is wondering if he's tempting fate as he is stepping out of a proverbial frying pan and right into the fire, moving into a 13th century villa in Florence oh. that was once owned by the Knights Templar. What? And things mysterious. Uh, I didn't add words into this and where things mysteriously move on their own not mysterious move guys no oh, a mysterious move <laughs> no <laughs> so stupid it's all a mysterious so move oh was that a mysterious move over there oh, oh i found the article because i was trying to find i was like maybe there are pictures of the place but mm. I found the article and I see mysterious, mysterious move. Mysterious move. <laughs> <laughs> the rap, you're stupid. Oh, God. Best known for scaring the bejeebers. No. <laughs> out of the audience. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Okay, we know what he's done. He did scary movies. And he's he's doing a, the one on Discovery Plus that I'm watching right now. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I like it. If you have Discovery Plus, uh, he did uh, team up with Zach from Ghost Bros, Ghost Adventures, mm-hmm. Ghost Bros. Um, 
it's fun. Every episode is about a different haunted thing that's in his haunted museum. Okay. That was the one I told you uh, to watch the first episode that's about a dollhouse. It's really barfy scary. I don't like it. It's pooped me. (laughs) Barfy scary. (laughs) It's like, you know, something about things that are shorter end up being scarier because there's it's only they only have time to put in the spoops well yeah because i mean you can big things are always scary because they're bigger than you exposition or build up it's just something get into it i don't know first episode they're all actually pretty good i like it (laughs) uh and he did another one too that's called a ghost ruined my life that's reminds me of like lifetime like horror like style but they're Mm -hmm. shot way better because he's mm. probably involved. And <laughs> uh, they're fun. I like them. Um, doobie doop doop. So, he says, I don't know if I'm pushing my luck here. I just moved into a 13th century villa in Florence. And my wife was like, we have to sage the house now. Yeah, makes sense. Saging yeah. or smudging is a Native American ceremony to basically rid bad energy uh, so with a bouquet of dried white sage lit and then the flame extinguished, the person performing the ritual moves from room to room and they get out anything bad. Um, so bye bye bad. Hello. Good. Um, after At having made the idea, yeah, goes ruin my life where we sage the crew and they saged the energy. I was like, I have to do this because there's a heavy energy down in that cellar. Ew. And I don't know what went on there, he said, of his new home. (laughs) Sorry. I mean, the Templars owned it, and then it was a monastery, and there's underground tunnels that lead to the village. I love it. It's so cool. It's like living in Game of Thrones. That's crazy. Is an underground tunnel that goes to the village. That's crazy beans. I would not be chill with tunnels under my house. Like, done. Uh, Not just, like, a cement door, but, like, it needs to be filled. Filled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like the oceans. (laughs) Avum. (laughs) <laughs> and that's all. Uh, my wife wouldn't move into the house until we saged it, and it took three or four sagings of that basement to get it clean because you could just... I'm like, maybe I'm making this up, and I'm waiting for something to happen. Ew. There's some weird things that have happened that had him questioning what those walls witnessed during those 700 years. He said, I had done a report on the Templars when I was in college, and I was looking at my office, and I looked... There was a symbol that was on the walls and the brick, and I looked it up, and it was a Templar symbol. Uh, and then I looked at the history of the Templars in the village and what the villa was, and then it had been a monastery for a long time. I mean, there's a lot that went on there. It's a lot of history. Um, sometimes things move in the kitchen and drop and fall off shelves, but whenever that happens, I just break out the sage and I sage it. Like, I don't even mess with it. I don't go, oh, we have a ghost. What do we do? I go, okay, something's in here. I need to deal with it light the sage and you go around to your intentions and whether or not it works or whether or not I just feel better. Um, Mm -hmm. He says they keep it everywhere and it's not really bothering me, but being in these old houses for something that's built in the 1300s, of course, it's going to have energy in it. I want to believe in it. I don't, you know, walk around and say that was a ghost, but I'm certainly open to anything. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Well, gross. Hate it. But Mm -hmm. also... Good for you. I mean, good for you for protecting your butt. <laughs> One must always protect the buns. <laughs> buns are important. They are. They, it's <laughs> what you sit on. And where would we all be if without our buns to sit on? Nowhere. Would, We'd I be standing. For people with no buns, or if they can't sit on their buns, oh Not man. Good. 
My heart goes out to you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Erica came up with this brilliant idea. She let me borrow this book that she has. By the way, Harley has been rubbing his face on this book. I cannot stop him. So if I have to buy you a new copy, I will do that. He, oh, I don't care. It's fine. Probably smells ruby on it. Really I don't know, but my cat has been rubbing his face on it to the point where I think he drooled on your book. So <laughs> I'm really sorry. That's okay. But it's called Monsters Among Us. And Erica told me to read it. And I was like, sure. And then I didn't because I didn't want to go buy a book. So she let me borrow it. And it's by <laughs> Linda S. Godfrey. And we're going to read a couple of chapters because she has been sent and she's just collected these absolutely fucking insane stories that are not things that i've ever heard online like i've Mm -hmm. never read these i've never heard of these stories like because a lot of these people i feel like are are not ashamed but they're like scared to even share them so they just figure this is like more um anonymous because they're just able to kind of share it with somebody who's like sure i'll publish it and also not share who the fuck you are (laughs) dude (laughs) totally yeah a lot of these people in her books because she has like quite a few that she's written mm-hmm. um she gets a lot of dogmen stories are kind of like the majority it just kind of ended up that way i think she was on she's been on tv a couple of times and on coast to coast and she's fucking cool yeah and a lot of the times that she's on things it involves she like kind of blew up when she did the beast of bray road um mm. which is like a werewolf dogman um crazy story sightings um and I think that's why people send a lot of those to her because they remember her from that and being on TV talking about it. But um, yeah, like you were saying, a lot of these people are anonymous mm-hmm. when they write her. And there, a lot of these people are like people who have families or good jobs or just, you know, or like been going about their life doing nothing that involves anything <laughs> like a yeah. dog man or Bigfoot or whatever. And mm-hmm. yeah, you don't want to, people, they need to tell somebody because it's kind of a burden, but they don't want to have the burden of feeling crazy. Yeah. Well, what's nice is that she also has conversations with them. Like, obviously, this is a book, so we don't get to hear the conversation, but she will, she will talk about the questions that she asked them and um, the stories that she shares. Like, this first one, I think we should do the Torrance one first. Okay. Um, she received this story and she basically, she vets all these too. Like, yeah. So just because they send her an email or whatever, doesn't mean it's like going to be put in the book. Yeah. She like (laughs) goes and shows up where if she can, she'll like go and look at the site. She'll go Mm -hmm. do research on like what was there before then. Uh, She'll look into if there were any like weather anomalies or if there were, um, UFO sightings nearby, if there's other sightings in the last, you know, as far back as history goes in that area or nearby, or, you know, if there were Native Americans who lived in the area, did they have lore that, or sightings that involved, like, she goes all into mm-hmm. it, so she kind of, like, starts <laughs> looking into the the lore, the myth, and, like, just to see if there Everything. were any other corroborating stories or if it's just kind of like a one-off, like, mm-hmm. I was doing drugs and I saw this thing and I'm yeah, pretty sure Yeah, she'll ask sure them that weird. too, like, you know, yeah. were you sober? Like, no judgment, just, like, curious, because maybe that has mm-hmm. something to do with it too. For sure. 
maybe people who are, you know, high on something, like, have more <laughs> ability to see it, which, I like, you know. Maybe. Maybe. Mushrooms well, are crazy. Mm, I still want to try them. I'm going to one day. So don't. Well, Oh, God. I would rather do it in <laughs> a place that I'm work. familiar with, not in a place where I'm pretty sure UFOs are going to come and take me away. Well, that apparently they're trip. here, so. Bad trip, bad trip. Well, at least this is my home. Again, this is the book Monsters Among Us by Linda Godfrey. Uh, this is from Chapter 2, which she calls Liminal Los Angeles. And this one I thought was really funny that Erica wanted me to read. She, like, specifically wanted me to read this. Especially because I used to live in this town in L.A. I used to live in Torrance. And this one she calls the Torrance Werewolf. Um, I'll read a little bit and then just hand it over to you. Sure. Yeah, yeah. We can ping pong it back forth. Oh, my goodness. Okay. (laughs) The Torrance Werewolf. So cool. All right. Well, and oh, again, she said she left it mostly in the um, woman's own words, edited slightly for spelling, brevity, punctuation, with only a few added interjections of her own. So she does include her thoughts, and we, of course, have thoughts. For yeah. Her own. <laughs> okay. Ugh. Makes me so nervous to ever go back and visit. Um, for real. Oh. It was a sunny afternoon in 1985, the year of our Lord. And I was <laughs> with my brother and my mother at the la- at a laundromat in Torrance, California, uh, that we occasionally went to. That's in, s- like, West Los Angeles, like, Southwest Los Angeles. Close to Redondo, Hermosa, and Manhattan Beach, if you don't know L.A. geography. Um, we had just come from a store where my mom had brought my mother and I our first Nerf ball to share. We were very <laughs> excited and anxious to play with it. Well... We were helping mom put the clothes in the washer and, and getting change, etc. Then my brother and I started begging to let our mom let us play with the Nerf ball in the parking lot. She, of course, said no because it was too dangerous. So my brother said that he would be right back. He went looking around for a spot to play and came back quickly. He said to my mom that he found a safe spot right behind the laundromat and that it was an apartment type complex with a long driveway where we would be safe from cars. She finally accepted. We ran as fast as we could to the back of the laundromat. I remember my brother saying to me that he wanted me to go to the middle of the driveway and that he would be toward the front just in case cars would drive in. That way he could be seen better because he was taller. Smart kid. Mm -hmm. We started to play catch back and forth, throwing the ball different ways with spins and twirls and such. I remember we got pretty loud because we were having such fun. We were running and jumping, and we kept hitting the sides of the wall to this property and the open carports that were underneath the complex. After about 30 minutes or so, my brother threw it so high and so far that I had to fetch the ball from the last carport. The ball flew in all the way to the carport wall just beneath the storage compartment that each carport had. I remember this specifically of L.A., like, carport places. Like, you would have, like, a storage bin that was just in, like, the top back corner where it would just like the hood of your car would go underneath it and oh, okay. that's where that's where your storage would be oh yeah it was none not of these do chill. have garage doors on them right <laughs> no they're just these like don't. so they're just well like not here, but all they of have them like storage yeah you would have like a storage thing that you would put like a padlock on some Got places you. were behind gates but clearly this one wasn't okay um 
So anyway, it ran uh, all the way back to the carport wall just beneath the storage compartment that each carport had. So I ran to get it. I got the Nerf ball in my hands and I turned around. Right there was a large metal rectangular door on the ground that looked like it opened to an underground area. And this is a direct quote. Well, there was a man that lifted the door and popped a little out from underneath this thick, heavy, thick metal door. And it was propped on this sort of, it was propped sort of on his back, neck and shoulders to where I could only see his upper body. It was at that moment that I was freaked out and afraid. I was told to never talk to strangers. I was told constantly to never trust anyone uh, but my mother, brother, and grandma. I wasn't allowed to go anywhere alone. So I was very frightened and stood still looking at the man. Oh. Yucky. The door was heavy. So it seemed as if he couldn't get enough strength to get all the way out of it. Thank the Lord. Ugh. My only way to get past him was from the sides because this door was directly in the middle of the end of the carport facing outward. So he looked at me and said in a rough voice, what's all this noise? Why are you making so much noise? What are you doing? Why are you here? I didn't say anything. I just stared. He said, are you playing? I said, yes. He said, oh, it's okay. You don't have to be afraid of me. It's okay, Jennifer. You don't need to be afraid. I looked at him puzzled because I was wondering how he knew my name. I never said it. My brother was yelling at me to hurry up, but he never yelled out, Jennifer. I noticed this man's outfit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From what I could see, he was wearing an off-white, long-sleeve, blouse-type shirt, <laughs> very vampiri, <laughs> with cufflinks, buttons to tighten the wrist area of the shirt. He had a brown, velvety, or silk-type vest over the shirt that was buttoned up. He looked like a European or Italian man, but spoke with clear English, no accent at all. He had dark brown hair that was slicked back in a very clean-cut manner. He had dark brown eyes. His skin was pale, but not too pale. He was rather handsome, I thought. Thinking about it later on in my life, he looked similar to a Dracula vampire that's been portrayed in movies, but young. He looked to be in his late 20s. Mm. He also had a manipulating... Nice, light voice when he was calling me to come toward him. I was just standing still, uh, still and not wanting to move close to him at all. Yeah. My brother was yelling <laughs> for me to hurry up, but he kind of stopped and was waiting for me because he saw from the side this man that was talking to me. Oh, that would be so weird to see from far away is the brother. Oh, God. I'd be like, like what where did that hole come from? Why is ah. her head coming out of the ground and why is she... No. Why are they talking? Uh... Back then, children were supposed to respect their elders or adults, so my brother stood quiet for what seemed forever to me. Oh my god, that's I so know. horrible. As Jennifer continued to stare at the man in horror, she also had a very close look at the tunnel around him. She said, I could see a little bit on the side of him, and it looked like there were stone stairs leading to the bottom, which is so creepy. That part mm -mm. is creepy to me. Uh, it's like, where do those go? You think it would just be a ladder, not like To steps? his vampire lair. Yeah. Like, that's strange to me. But they didn't go all the way to the top, she said. At the bottom, I could see a very small lantern-type light, and the rest was pitch black. That's so horrible. It's really weird. After a while, the man seemed agitated with me for not wanting to listen to him. He then started to say, oh, no, not now. Not right now. Loudly, I was getting even more frightened because I didn't understand what he was talking about or who he was telling this to. 
All of a sudden, he didn't look too good. He was sweating pretty bad. His skin was looking weird. He looked as if he was in tremendous pain. His veins in his neck and forehead were protruding out, like thicker. He was looking at me and kept telling me that to not be afraid and he won't hurt me. Um, Now I was starting to shake and clenching the Nerf ball in my hands. He was pretty much the whole time holding his arms out to grab me, which is so gross. It's like zombie style. It's like an enemy. Just like, yeah, I want you. Uh, So I didn't want to pass by him. He started to scream in a deep pitch voice because of the changes that were happening to him in his body. He looked at me and I seen his eyes change from dark brown to yellow in an instant. I seen his jawbone and or bones underneath his skin changing form. I could hear bones snapping and breaking. I seen his face changing into a creature little by little. Um, That's when my brother yelled to him from the side, what's happening? What's going on? Um, Let me see. Go ahead. I'll switch there. That's probably a good spot. The man beast lifted the door a tad bit more and turned toward my brother and growled at him with so much anger. My brother yelled out, leave my sister alone, and then ran to get help at the laundromat. The beast turned back toward me. He was now almost turned into a dog-like creature. I seen hair growing at a high rate of speed out of his body everywhere and his teeth growing bigger as well. His gums were bleeding because the teeth were getting bigger. That's such a weird detail. (laughs) So horrible. Uh, my brother ran back with no one else by his side, and I knew at that moment that I needed to try to get away from this beast before he changed completely. He was staring at me while he was changing and getting worse looking by the minute. And in all that time, after he was no longer a man, he was telepathically communicating with me, talking to me through his eyes. He was mm-hmm. telling me that he was going to get me and he's going to eat me if I didn't listen to him and go with him right now. My brother started yelling at him some more. This beast's arms were starting to change, and he turned toward my brother and began growling at him. But now it was a really deep. It was really deep and had much more bass into it, with an echo, probably from being near the carport. As he turned toward my brother, I see my brother motion with his hands for me to come toward him. I right away make a run for my life toward my brother. The beast grabbed my ankle tightly, but I managed to slip away from his fingers that were turning into longer, more strong nails or paws of some sort. Also, his arms had started burning and smoking in a way that, because of where he was grabbing me, his skin was hitting the light, so he couldn't even hold on to me for very long. I grabbed beside the carport wall for support, probably left gashes in it. I ran to my brother and never looked back because I was afraid I was going to completely... Uh, he was going to completely turn into this wolf dog doberman type creature and bite me my brother grabbed my hand and we made for a marathon run for to back to the laundromat my mom was still doing laundry and we were pleading with her to just leave the clothes we were yelling at everyone made me so sad i know we're yelling at everyone in that whole place to leave and go get in their cars because they saw mad we saw a mad dog creature they looked at us like we were crazy including our own mom My brother told my mom that she should really listen to what we were saying because it's true. He grabbed the keys to the car and said that we would go sit in the car and watch her from there. We felt safer being in the car. My brother said that in case we had to drive off, he would take us. My brother was only 14, but he was big enough to drive. Poor kiddo. I know. They're like, our mom is going to be eaten. (laughs) I'm ready to step in if I need to. Yeah. He was completely frightened and so was I. 
We were just watching and waiting. The creature never came toward the laundromat. My mom came to the car and we drove off. My brother told my mom everything and she questioned me as well, but didn't believe us, obviously. She stopped going to the laundromat because of what we said, though. And she also asked us later about the Nerf ball. I told her I left it. She was curious as to why we left it, knowing that we had just gotten it and that we had waited so long to be able to buy it. She also saw pinkish marks around one of my ankles that had had her wondering for days. Later on in my life, I asked her about the incident. She said that she remembers how frightened we were, how we were shaking, but she still doesn't believe us, I think. I questioned my brother about it in front of my husband because my husband knows along with my daughter. My brother pretended that it was nothing and that he didn't want to talk about it. Uh, So this is the author saying, Jennifer said that her mother never did believe what they saw, even though she always remembered how the pair were crying and shaking as they told her about it. Years later, at a family gathering at a park, Jennifer's brother waited until her husband was out of earshot before he would talk to her about the incident. Do you want to continue? Yeah. I just... I know. My husband later left the park to go watch soccer players, said Jennifer. My brother walked over to me in front of my mom and daughter and said, Jenny, what you and I saw that day was real. It was crazy. That guy was a creature or madman of some sort. But he said, we can't tell anyone about our experience because they will think we are nuts. I said, well, as long as I know the truth, that's what matters most. I told my own family so that they know things like this do exist and to be careful. I mm-hmm. thought that part made sense, too. Same. He would, right? Yeah, like if you've experienced something like that, you don't. You can be like, you don't have to necessarily believe me, but please understand that I believe these things are real. Just be on the fucking lookout, Yeah, please. if you see this... I've been here. Get away. It's bad. (laughs) Jennifer remembers exactly where the incident took place and what the apartment complex looked like. I omitted the street address and business names to protect the privacy of current residents, but here's a description of the neighborhood. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Each apartment is treated as an individual home with their own parcel numbers and such. It happened toward the back of the driveway area at the last carport. The laundromat that is next to this property is on the corner of a small shopping center with stores. The stores that I remember being there in the 80s at the time of this encounter were a liquor store, a bicycle shop, somewhere toward the middle that I'm not sure if it's still there or not, the laundromat, and a really good Mexican restaurant. (laughs) She also remembered that there had been a mortuary in the vicinity and that the neighborhood was about two miles or so from the beach. It's a long drive to that property from her present home in L.A., but she made the trip with her husband and daughter in 2013 to show them where it had happened. They found the laundromat without problem, she said, but she could not bring herself to get out of the car. Poor thing. I know, right? So many years later, her husband took a few minutes to walk around the area by himself but saw nothing out of the ordinary. Jennifer did notice that the whole place had been renovated, including the driveway, and that the old rectangular metal cover she remembered was gone. It'd be so interesting to take, like, a... Whatever you call it. The thing that they run across the ground to see, like, things buried underneath it. Oh, use it yeah. for, like, you know... Well, LA's got all kinds of pockets and holes because there's so much shit underground. Mm. Mm. But, like, stairs... No, like I don't dude. want that. I don't Maybe want he got it. sealed up. Um, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> Cement <laughs> is pave it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Someone finally did. It sounds like they listened. <laughs> They're like, "This whole sucks." Well done. 
The cardboards ha- now had doors so that they now appeared to be garages. It was never like, it was like it never existed, she said. Or like someone knew it did and covered it up. Yep. Yep. Paved it. Maybe they're a relative of mine. And <laughs> I don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> Pave it. Jennifer added, I have to tell you, this place was something that I wanted to erase from my mind. I never wanted to go back to it or remember the fear that I felt. The last few years have been rather difficult for me because I want answers as to what I had seen. I could never really understand and still don't. Now, uh, no, I still don't know why my brother can live with not trying to understand such a horrific experience. Hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to find out what this creature was. I wanted so much for my mom uh, to call the police. And have them go in an instant into the location to investigate, but I couldn't force her to do it. That would have been wild. <laughs> I would love, love for that. Well, then, like, what if it, the, the thing just disappeared? Like, what if the hole disappeared? But I feel like she could at least then, at least her mom would have seen that there was a door. At least there's that. What if that. the door was gone? Ugh. Anyway. Weird. I wish continue. she could have talked later to the people who park there. Oh my god! Right. I like to know like, them. It's what that have guy. you seen, sir? Mm-hmm. Is that like a relative of yours that became like a werewolf, and you're helping him? <laughs> you forgot to feed him because they seem hungry and agitated. <laughs> uh, that incident <laughs> was the only time in her life she ever saw something like this or any other weird creature," said Jennifer. I never asked for this, she said. I wish all the time that I could turn back time to turn back time to erase the sighting. <laughs> Sorry. I only heard Sharon that. I needed it to be real. Uh, <laughs> You're so dumb. Had to be said. <laughs> uh, because now that I have my daughter, it makes me worried. <laughs> Yeah. <coughs> oh my God. What else uh, could there be more of these creatures underground right below suburban neighborhoods? Yuck. Jennifer's recollection, uh, recollection of the stairway and lantern made me wonder what kind of tunnel or underground space might normally open into an apartment complex uh, parking lot next to a busy strip mall. It's true. It was weird, but who knows? Maybe it makes mm-hmm. it hide in plain sight. Um, I asked my husband, who happens to be a civil engineer specializing in wastewater management. That's convenient. Convenient. Yeah. Exactly. What he thought about her description of the stairs. Maybe that's why she married him subconsciously. She's like, <gasps> you will know the answers to questions. Relative. Uh, <laughs> and about the rectangular metal door. He confirmed that rectangular doors or hatches are indeed used in certain applications that they have hinges unlike round manhole covers to prevent the lids from falling in. Mm-hmm. He also thought that given the rectangular hatch and the location, perhaps the stairs may have led to either a storm drainage or utility access tunnel. And everything Jennifer described checked out to the smallest Ugh. detail. Don't like that. Mm-mm. I don't like that at all. That's weird. She should get like some city blueprints or something go to the library they gotta be Be there right give me some old shit i need what this place looked like before this show me tunnels (laughs) um yeah she says i was able to locate and view the exact site of her encounter by using online satellite maps while showing well which showed the parking lot and former carports arranged just as she said they were the laundromat by the way is now permanently closed 
In addition, my friend and colleague Sanjay R. Singal happened to be in Los Angeles on family business at about the time I finished interviewing Jennifer, and he took a drive to the neighborhood of that Torrance laundromat. He found the strip mall, the apartment buildings, the mortuary, and everything laid out as Jennifer had described. He's like, and the Mexican food was really good. Phenomenal. Thank you (laughs) for that recommendation. (laughs) Oh, burrito sounds so good. I'm not even hungry, but burritos, always. Always, 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 always. Just love burritos. Okay. Um, He also confirmed that the parking lot had been redone and that the carports had been remodeled all exactly as she'd reported after her visit back to the scene as an adult and took photos. He didn't see any metamorphosing lichens, nor did he observe any hatches to underground facilities, but neither did Jennifer when she went back. The details of location and environment seemed true and logical, but then what of the werewolf-like creature encountered by Jennifer and her brother? Um, as I've said earlier, I've always tended not to believe stories that describe dramatic transformations or other sensational aspects. Most encounters with upright canids, canids, according to eyewitnesses I hear from, are quick and rather simple events. Uh, motorist sees creature, motorist realizes creature is not your normal forest animal or animal. Creature dies for cover, motorist speeds away. It's also true, though, that over the years, I received a handful of accounts from other self-described werewolves who claimed that they can do exactly what Jennifer said this tunnel popper did. Tunnel popper. I like that. (laughs) Albeit usually not in broad daylight behind a laundromat, but I've yet to receive the video I always request from these writers that would show the world their alleged transition between species. Jennifer did seem entirely truthful in my opinion, and she signed a release form that stated that her encounter was true and factual. I love that she does that, by the way. I think that's fucking cool. Um, She even said that she would take a polygraph test. The details she included regarding the man's transformation seemed coherent and unique, right down to the blousy pirate-like style shirt that he wore, and the fact that his gums bled due to the sudden enlargement of his teeth. And yet, this type of physical uh, morphing from man to animal... Shouldn't be possible in the world we know. Emphasis on shouldn't and no. It doesn't seem to happen sometimes, though. It does seem to happen sometimes, though, as we'll soon see in other examples. And then um, she says, I imagine skeptics will also point to Jennifer's young age at the time of the incident. The fact that several decades have passed since then to cast doubt on the accuracy of her account. Time can erode memories, yes, and many children do possess remarkable imaginations. But many people also possess remarkable ability to recollect events of the past, especially events associated with strong emotion or unusual happenings. In fact, I'm sure most people would dredge up a well-remembered incident or two from a tender age. I'm no memory savant, but I'll offer a story. Oh, and then she offers the story from her own life. Um, what do you think happened here? I... It's interesting because a lot of times with these stories, there's only one witness. She had her brother. Yeah, the fact that there were two witnesses kind of makes it a little bit creepy. And the fact that her brother wasn't like right there experiencing it the same way that she was, but he still confirms it. Like he could see it from far away. So it wasn't like an illusion or um, like her seeing it wrong. Mm-hmm. The fact yeah, that he, he saw actually, enough to be like, I'm going to drive the car out of here. Because <laughs> he was like, what, 13, 14 or 14. something at the time. So yeah. he seems like he'd be old enough that if he saw an adult 
trying to get her, he would just be like, fuck it, I'm going to go try to get my sister. But instead, he went to go get help because it was so scary that he was like, "Uh, I can't do this by myself. Yeah. My main question is, I would love to know the person who parked there. Or even the apartment (laughs) complex manager. Yeah, I would definitely try to look that up because the corresponding place, like like she described, she said that each house was treated almost as its own domicile so Mm -hmm. you would easily be able to figure out who lived there and whose Mm -hmm. carport that was i mean i I were the mom at my bare bare minimum wouldn't you at least go you know what i'm just gonna call the complex manager and just ask them like do you get have you ever anything weird Uh, you know if anything too i would find out the parking spot number and be like my kids said they saw somebody like strange i just wanted to make sure that there's not somebody you can make it seem something like you know like there might be somebody who just is wandering around and i want you to make sure and maybe they would say something weird maybe they would be like oh yeah be like, oh, yeah, that's the tenant that's paid, like, 10 years in advance in cash or gold yeah. doubloons. Only out <laughs> at night. Uh, sun, mm-hmm. very pale. I've never no actually sun. seen him go into his house, but he does like that carport. <laughs> mm. he, he just rents lease, it. He signed the lease agreement at night. <laughs> not on a full moon, oddly. Not that. Nope. <laughs> so, Great guys, guy. that's our first story. What do you think? What freaks me out is that this was in Torrance. For sure, dude. It's I'm weird. Like, that's my that's my old town. It's weird. Two witnesses, strange details. Hasn't told anybody about it besides her family. Is scared about her daughter and husband's safety since seeing it. And they left their brand new Nerf ball there. As a kid of the 80s, when you got a new toy... You didn't fuck around and leave that new toy anywhere, and you would murder mm-hmm. anybody that you broke wrote your, your initials new toy. on it. Yes, or you, you wrote your whole name it. on it. Yeah, all the things. Don't touch Liana's. <laughs> Hands off. No boys allowed. Mm, always no boys. But yeah, like that shit. You wouldn't leave that behind. You wouldn't. Especially, uh, and you're not going to yell at everybody in the, the like doing their laundry either. And I was going like to say <clears throat> crazy. Well, especially as a kid, as a poor kid, because guaranteed, like you do laundry at a laundromat. We, I grew up poor. We did our laundry at a laundromat when I lived in Pier Thirty Nine. Yeah, like, and that's probably the one they went to often. That was that was. Now they can't go back there. You didn't have money for special toys. <laughs> when you got a special toy. You hold on to it. You must hold on. Forever. I don't know. Uh, I don't like it. I, I believe her. Tr- I something trust happened. her. I believe her. Some Yeah, something weird happened. I'm really bothered, like you said, by the fact that the mom didn't follow up with the apartment manager. Cause I would like, have to. I would be curious. I, exactly. I'd be like, Like, you fine, know, guys, it's I'd not a wolf. I'd wait till my kids are at school, and I would just go by one day and be like, um. You would have to. I would have to. Curious. I would be curious. Because totally. it. Minimum, I guess we're nosy. there's somebody who could bother other people. Okay, mm-hmm. Like, you guys, it's not somebody who's changing into a wolf, but I'll believe you that maybe there is a weirdo that's hanging out underground. Fine. He's trying to snatch it's my LA. daughter into an underground yeah. <laughs> cellar that's in his carport. Uh, that's a little sus. Like, yeah. at the very minimum, 
think that your child is dealing with an unhoused person. Right? Yeah, exactly. Because, okay, take all the things they said so that are like you don't want to believe. Person changing into a werewolf. Okay, get rid of changing into werewolf. There's a person. Okay, fine. Somebody is trying to grab my daughter underground in a poofy shirt. Weird. Okay, maybe not poofy shirt. Maybe he just had like some weird blousey yeah. t-shirt, <laughs> long shirt. That, that t- right. It's cold underground. Yeah, and maybe it wasn't a lantern. Maybe he just had a flashlight. Maybe it wasn't an old timey lantern. But I mean, if you, like, Guy underground. there people that live underground in Vegas? There's people that live underground in every major There's city. There's all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah. So, like, uh, you gotta mom, call. investigate. Just a weensy bit. A little bit. Weensy, weensy. You got it. Hmm. I'm bothered by this. Me too. I want to know so much more. Oh, my God. Yes. But maybe they did pave over it because they're like, that's a little weird. Yeah. Because those um, maintenance hatches aren't something that you would necessarily want to pave over because it's for maintenance. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So that's true. (laughs) Why? (laughs) So, uh, to be quite truthful, I haven't read this story, so I'm really terrified. <gasps> oh, fun! It's a doozy. So, our another, our another one, or another. I'm just gonna keep See, drinking my wine. It's almost gone. Another. Oh no! <laughs> you can start this okay. one. All right. Oh, I'm excited. This one's <laughs> wild, very wild. Guys, somehow they, more wild. They investigate this one at the end too, and. Uh, not good things. <laughs> Not good things. This one's called the church <laughs> church lady monster. It's yeah, not special. That's special. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, okay. Theorizing about these cases would be a more straightforward task if every werewolf transformation report included tunnels, lights, or other anomalies. But unfortunately, that's not so. Still, a trans species transformation in itself is still worth examining. Here's one that was sent to me. bless this lady for doing it. Really, for real. To me in mid-April of 2015. It's an eye popper. This multi-witness event occurred in 1992. Not in some dark tunnel, not in a Los Angeles park, but in what I would have thought the least likely of places. A Baptist church in a small (laughs) Midwestern town in the middle of a Sunday worship service. Oh, shit. That's a lot of witnesses. Yeah. Because this is such a sensitive incident, the main witnesses are providing their names, contact information, and a few other more specifics to the publisher, but they spoke to me only on one condition, that she leaves it totally anonymous. Of course. I will add that the related information they gave me has all checked out as factual. A pleasant religious couple in their 60s, I'll call them Ken and Sarah, witnessed this event from a close, almost too close vantage uh point along with more than 200 congregation members that's a no. lot of people like my dudes 200 peeps <laughs> that's a lot that's of a lot. people uh sunday morning <laughs> i cannot imagine a more incredible pair of witnesses ken is a vietnam vet who worked in the construction industry industry for many years sarah a homemaker worked part-time as a maintenance person at their church at the time of the encounter i interviewed them several times online by phone and in person the building where this incident occurred no longer exists, and the oh. land has changed owners several times, said oh. Ken and Sarah. Mm, strange. Suspect, perhaps. They also <laughs> wish to keep the town's name confidential. Like, they want it all unknown. 
Nothing that worries gets out. me. Yeah, I expect not everyone will be able to accept this fact, what these very sober and solid citizens claim to have witnessed, but I have not been able to find any hint of deception in their accounts. They agree on the appearance and actions of the phenomenon uh, involved. They never changed a word of their statements, always answered my questions to the best of their ability, and did not overstep when they weren't sure they could rem- uh, remember any particular thing accurately. Uh, with a story like the so one a you good are about witness. to read. Yeah, <laughs> witness credibility is paramount. Yeah. The following is a combination of written and oral comments from Ken and Sarah. Ken wrote, what I want to tell you about is a creature that actually came out of a woman in a small <gasps> little church about 25 years ago in morning service. The church was occupied with about 225 people, and oh the sermon God. was being given by a minister. <laughs> he was oh on stage God. approximately 20 feet from the front row pews where this woman sat. Ken and Sarah thought the woman was middle-aged and said they didn't know her because she had been attending for less than a month. That day, she sat quite close to Ken and Sarah's family. The rows of pews were arranged in a semicircle, so big-ass church, uh, which gave all of the parishioners a better view of one another. Oh, well, 225 people. That's a lot yeah. of people. Uh, well, for some reason, my eyes were drawn to this lady, Ken said. I didn't know why then at first, but just the same. I could sense there was something strange about her. She was a big-boned, nothing beautiful, <laughs> rude, and she had this strange, very strange grayness about her. I was sitting what? in another row of pews with my family, just about 10 feet from her. Ken said he sat closest to the woman, with Sarah on his other side and the children next to her. Sarah sat, uh, said that she also found herself paying particular attention to the woman. It seemed like that Sunday was a weird Sunday, she said. She walked in and sat near us. For some reason, she kept drawing my eyes to her. The woman had dark hair and very ordinary features, said Sarah. She wore a white shirt and black slacks. Although there was nothing especially memorable about her appearance, Sarah noticed that she seems to be fidgeting a lot. Hmm. Suddenly, <laughs> the unthinkable, the inconceivable happened. Ken continued... Our minister had just wrapped up his ending and had closed the sermon and had left the podium to go sit with his wife and family. For him to do that, he had to walk past this woman. As he grabbed his Bible and papers, he stepped down off the stage and proceeded toward her when all of a sudden she stood up, let out a blood-curdling scream, and began to literally contort her head and body. Now I had never believed in such things, but on that day, right then, I saw the real thing take place as did my wife and everyone else who was in the morning service. As she contorted, (laughs) suddenly she just changed into a hideous creature. I mean, she just transformed into this huge, beastly creature, similar to what people might call a wolf, but actually wasn't. This creature that came out of her was quite large. It stood on hind legs and roared a roar that would have made a lion cower. It had fur, it had legs like the pan creature of Greek and Roman mythology, long teeth, very long claws, and its growling and screaming echoed in every corner of the church from ceiling to floor. It also seemed to emit a foul odor that reminded him of sulfur, he said. Wow. Do you want me to continue? Yeah. (laughs) Sarah's description matched the account Ken had given me days earlier. This girl stood up and she gave me the most horrendous scream, said Sarah. She contorted and then instantly changed. 
And there's a picture. We should include this picture. Yeah. There was no metamorphosis, no transition sequence. She just changed right before our eyes. That's weird. She kept roaring. It was a sound I'd never heard before, like a roar with a growl. When the pastor walked past her, she put her claws up and looked at him by doing this. Sarah demonstrated by dropping her head forward and then swiveling her face to the side while her head remained dropped forward, hands upraised and fingers curved. So she was kind of like this. I think so. Yeah. Head down, fingers up. It had to be a supernatural change, not physical, Sarah continued. Her face was not a dog face. It was more like a baboon or dog-faced monkey face. Interesting. The eyes were solid black. The teeth had grown four inches. Her body was more muscular than anything I'd ever seen. It was massively built with big shoulders and chest that came down to a narrow waist than muscular thighs. The bottom part of the legs were thin, more like a deer's, and they ended in cloven hooves about this long sarah made a gesture with her hands that indicted a size about five to six inches she remembered that the woman had been wearing shoes she said but there was no evidence of the shoes or the white blouse or black slacks just gray fur that covered her head to toe there was also no tail the roaring went on for several minutes said sarah ken said as it stood there just looking at the church people we knew that this thing was evil it appeared mad, appeared very angry, frenzied, as if it were in a protective stance. Its arms were extended from about its waist as it had long, sharp claws. I will never forget its claws or teeth. The fangs were as long as the ones on this kind of deer in Vietnam. There are certain species of mm. deer, such as the muntjac, that have long fangs. I don't know about that. Anyway. No, it didn't get physically violent, but it's possible it could have. No one moved. We all just sat there as we began praying with the rest of the people my daughter said mom what is that thing my wife said don't look at it she's having an epileptic fit ah. <laughs> ah. no mom no uh my 18 year old daughter replied mom that's no epileptic seizure yeah <laughs> yeah good job child being the level head here uh, no. sarah added to that her daughter also said do you think i'm stupid <laughs> <laughs> really? i like her daughter <laughs> Ken expressed his own fear of the entity. When she was screaming, you could hear that you could hear that and this guttural noise from deep inside her throat from every pit part of the church. He said, if this hadn't occurred in a church, I believe there would have been violence. Hmm. The first to react to the roaring creature was the minister. He stopped and held out his hand, said Ken. He said, Satan, you have no authority here. I feel mm-hmm. like I need a accent. Satan! <laughs> You have no authority here. (laughs) That's when she really growled. She began to pant as if debating fight or flight. This thing just stood there for what seemed like the longest time. And then one of the ushers, Tom, walked up behind it and he grabbed it and took it down onto a pew. Wow. That guy's got bows. (laughs) Bowlers. Four other ushers came up and then helped Tom out. They wanted to see what would happen to Tom. Okay, we'll help him. We'll help him. They're like, uh, okay, he's got it. Okay, we can help him now. Uh, There was an enormous scream, and just as fast as it had reared up when it came, it was now gone. In an instant, Tom was half lying, half sitting there in the pew with this woman in his lap almost. The woman had returned to her normal appearance, including clothing, said Ken. The group of ushers then half carried, half dragged the unresisting woman into another room. 
She looked dazed, said Ken. I have a feeling that that was an understatement. Gross. I asked Ken and Sarah whether the congregation was fleeing in panic by the time. I'm sure I would have been considering that option if I were in their place. Uh, Side note, I would have bounced as soon as I saw that. I would have been like, we're going. Sitting there and praying for some random stranger, I'm not going to do. No, we must leave now. Peel out. (laughs) Also, if you started to turn into a wolf, I'd bounce. I love you, but I'm not sticking around for that. Rude. I'll remember that when I am a wolf. You would do the same thing, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you would do the same thing i'll go full tom <laughs> <laughs> i got you <laughs> um. down down beast <laughs> why you carry a whip you. <laughs> yeah. for these moments <laughs> um uh so as far as the couple knew everyone stayed put until the woman had been removed from the sanctuary that you town would be kind of scared to move, I guess. Like, uh, no, uh, I, I have I don't know. the desire to flee at all times. I'd be a little curious, but I, I would need to, go. I need to go. After they took her out, people were saying, what was that? Did you see that? <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> we did. Uh, she added, Sarah added that everyone seemed quite shaken and that people were reluctant to talk about what happened. It became hush hush. She believed that this attitude of shared privacy was due to the protectiveness of the members that mm. f- the members felt toward their church. And then from then on, no one ever mentioned it. Holy I shit. It. I would be at the town bar talking about that every, every night. Every day forever. I'd be like, okay, what do you guys think? <laughs> Remember? <laughs> Where is that lady? <laughs> Let's find her. Uh, Sarah said that as soon as she could... She ran outside to the car and cried. Her children were very affected. One of them was shaking and just wanted to leave. Ken said that he asked the pastor whether he had seen what he thought he had seen, and the pastor replied that yes, he had. Ken also said the pastor told the first usher who had grabbed the creature, don't you ever touch one of those again. Weird. Maybe she was a succubus. Maybe. Mm. Tom, don't you dare touch one again. Uh, the woman was kept within the church building until elders were sure she was no longer in immediate danger. And that, according to church elders, she had been given treatment of some kind, although he wasn't sure exactly what that entailed. From what I was told, she was taken to someplace where people came to examine her and look at her. Uh, he said that his church's pastor and elders seemed to believe what they considered was demonic, possessing an entity that had successfully, um, that they got rid of and exercised from the woman. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I asked Ken if he knew where this woman was taken to be studied, a higher arm of the church, the government, some clandestine organization officially designated to handle <laughs> cases of lycanthropy. <laughs> I never say that word. Um... <laughs> Unfortunately, Ken was not privy to this info, and he thought that the men who assisted at the time had by now either become very elderly or passed on. Where would she go? The church. Gotta be within the church, right? Or a doctor that they know is... Nope, it's Hard churchy. Parish. No, but like I'm... Or, but, like, all. there's gotta be some churchy doctor they church probably know. Church doctor. Dr. Church. 100%. <laughs> uh... Ken told me that the entire episode had been recorded due to the church's (gasps) usual practice of videotaping it. I know, this is so upsetting. But when he inquired about viewing the tape, he was told it was no longer in the church's possession. 
They either gave the tape of the incident to someone or the church leaders destroyed it. But I was told the tape no longer Boo. existed. They gave Boo. it to somebody. It's somewhere. It's with the church. They didn't get rid of it. And of course, in the late 1980s, the parishioners would not have had cell phones with cameras in their pockets and handbags to snap pictures and videos. Boo. Boo. I know. There were other indications that the creature's manifestation may have left some residual effect at the church. One of these came in the form of poltergeist or psychokinetic objects that are moved uh, psychic or unknown force phenomena that occurred in the weeks following the creature's manifestation. And what Sarah recalled is the most frightening example of these strange things. She said that she was at the church alone one day during her regular cleaning hours when she found a butcher knife laying on the floor oh. of the church library. Puzzles at, puzzled as to how an object like that would have gotten there, she placed it on a shelf in that room and carefully positioned it to lie safely flat. When she returned later, the knife had changed its position so that it now lay precariously on its back edge with the sharp side up. That's so weird. Weird. No one had been in the library to move it. Ken added, I had never seen anything like that creature in my life, and I don't ever want to again as long as I live. He added that the closest thing to it he could recall was during his service in Vietnam, when his company would sometimes encounter what they called rock apes, animals that reminded him of small four to five foot tall baboons. They had great strength in their arms and could hurl heavy rocks. They were meaner than all get out, and he avoided them. Uh, they mm. ran on all fours but would stand up to throw rocks. The creatures Ken described are considered unknown animals or cryptids and have been reported by numerous other Vietnam uh, veterans. Weird. The Vietnamese call them, uh, it's hard to see, batutut or forest people. I want to look into that. Yeah. I'm Sounds really that scary. <laughs> but what it was, we still to this day do not know, Ken continued. It was not a guardian spirit and we know that it wasn't human but a demon of some sort the thing about this the woman it came out of we didn't see her physical body after this thing came out of her what produced it what caused it to come out we figured it was a confrontation between good and evil right there in the church <sighs> it is weird i would like to know what she looked like after they yeah, hauled her I off and they know. couldn't see I'm just curious. I think she went back to her. It's weird. They make some other points. It's, I don't know. Do you think we should keep reading? Yeah, yeah. There's there's a little bit more. All right. So he says, what I saw in that church that day was, I believe, a satanic manifestation of a demonic entity. It was real. It was possessing her, and it may have been demonstrating it, it had power. What I know is, whatever these creatures are they're real either i'm nuts or they're real <laughs> fair enough uh ken provided a very meticulous sketch of the creature Ooh, page 61 oh that's yeah, what we saw. saw he did a good job yeah. yeah drawn especially for this book and we should we'll take a picture of it so you guys can see and sarah agreed that he captured its likeness accurately he had no problem with that because the sight was engraved on his mind ken said ken the woman evidently left town after the incident Guaranteed she was just locked up in some church yeah, hospital forever. Um, Ken and Sarah didn't know where she had gone, and they didn't have any other contact with her. They also moved away not long after, and the congregation soon disbanded. Weird. The pastor left as well. Weird. I did contact him, but before I could ask any questions, he gave only a standard-sounding statement that he had never dis- that he never discussed former pastoral duties. I have no Weird. idea whether he suspected that I 
what I intended to ask him, and I do that know that maintaining congregational confidentiality is a common mis- ministerial practice. Boo. Mm-hmm. I feel like as long as you're not sharing, like, someone's confession or something like that. Yeah. Or some, like, if it's something that was witnessed by a bunch of people, that's It seems a little share. weird that he... I would want to call other, you know, peeps... See if they give the same answer. I had also hoped to talk to some of those other witnesses, but the congregation, as well as the case of the elders, had been composed of many mature members that Ken and Sarah thought were now either quite elderly or dead or had moved elsewhere. The couple did ask the few people they were still in touch with if they remembered what happened that day, but the only replies the members gave were either that they recalled nothing specific or some variation of what happens in the church stays in the church. Weird. That's shady. Yeah. Very I can comforting. certainly understand that. Well, she's more understanding than we are. Um, it's entirely conceivable that people of strong faith all agreed on the best policy for such a situation could and would keep mum about such an event. And on a more practical note, they probably also have realized that the story would probably be scoffed at by anyone who wasn't there. With the videotape of the service given away or destroyed, mm-hmm. there was not a shred of hard evidence that the woman's transformation really happened. That reluctance may also have been due to the fact that most of the congregation didn't have a front row seat, noted Ken, and therefore couldn't clearly see what was going on in the very front of the church. Ken and Sarah just happened to have a chosen pew that gave them the most advantageous view of the woman. Everyone else's view was further diminished by the tight knot of ushers that quickly encircled the beast. Okay, but, um, there would have been people that saw. Absolutely. It's weird. She had so, like three guesses as to what it could have been. Before. Yeah. So where did it come from? So that still leaves us asking where and how this manifestation originated and what exactly it was. Both Ken and Sarah felt that the creature was somehow came out of the woman, enveloped her in some instantaneous and supernatural manner. What I'd like to know is where that person's clothes went, said Sarah. Right. <laughs> and yet the couple agreed that the wolf appeared completely physical right down to its claws and cloven hood hind paws. The fact that the front and rear paws were different is interesting in itself. It was able to scream at a deafening level and maintain the form for several minutes, including the 30 seconds or so that elapsed between the moments when the first usher, quote, took it down onto huh. a pew and then when the others helped restrain the thing. Only at that point did the gray fur, huge muscles, long fangs, and claws vanish to reveal the still-clothed woman, leaving no trace of any wolfish appearance. There was no way to discern whether the woman consciously wished the transformation to happen, and, in fact, the odd twitching, Sarah reported, makes me think that the woman may have sensed that the event was imminent, and she was trying to fight it down as she sat there during the sermon. I'm wondering if this happened to her at home, and she was like, oh, no. (laughs) Or make, who knows, maybe something weird happened, and it was the first time, but she, well, maybe someone did this to her. Yeah. I don't know. And she got desperate. Yeah. I'm going to read the rest of it until the next little section. Okay. uh, So if this amazing changeover did happen as Ken and Sarah say it did, then we conclude that that portals and secret tunnels aren't necessary for the manifestation of strange and frightening creatures on our earthly plane. The unwelcome visitors can simply use human bodies as their trans world vehicles. The beast, after all, seemed able to manifest physically according to its own will disappearing only when forced to by five very brave ushers and a pastor's rebuke. The idea that human beings may sometimes form active connections to other worlds isn't my own. 
Patrick Harper in his Daimonic Reality, Reality, excuse me, A Field Guide to the Otherworld, explains that some people are natural psychics, but our modern society proves no source of understanding or training for these abilities. Provides no source, excuse me. He says modern psychics are often simply like lightning conductors that draw diamonds, daemons? Demons, mm-hmm. out of their clouds of concealment small wonder then that other members of their families and even innocent bystanders are drawn into their circle of enchantment in their presence we presence we see things we are ne- we never thought to see please note that harper does not use the term daemon as a synonym for demon as that word generally is understood in today's judeo judeo christian terminology he explains that... You don't have to read that part. That's yeah, fine. Blah, blah, but blah, blah. I do want to read these little bullet points of what she thinks it could be. So it's either mm-hmm. the creature with some type of energy form projected yep. by the woman's own subconscious. And like it... Because that's like... That would explain the quick transformation. Yeah. Unlike the guy in the hole in the ground. This mm-hmm. was like... Like a magic trick all of a sudden. Yeah. The creature was an energy form or entity from an unseen area of existence like hell, the underworld, a spirit world kind of thing that mm-hmm. was somehow associated with the woman. Uh, so, because the first one makes me think like it's like a thing that is tied to her and like almost kind of like <laughs> Venom where it's like he's with the thing and like you can talk to each other whether it's in or out. Yeah, maybe when she was twitching, she was like trying to be like, like stop, 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 stop. 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 And it won. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, like, it's the entity that is unseen, uh, that is not a part of her, but somehow involved with her. They're not the same, but they're, like, together, but less mm-hmm. intimately, I guess. And then the creature is something from the environment near the church, like a nature spirit that was attracted to her and decided to use her for its own purposes and just happened randomly right then. She That's really was horrible. just there. That's horrible. Just why are the tapes gone? Why? Where are the tapes? Where are the, the tapes, tapes are not actually gone, gone. They're just hidden away. Might as well be gone. I know. Raid the Vatican. Raid the Vatican. <laughs> I'm in. Let's go. People should have done that, not Area 51. Give me and the also, Vatican secrets. N- like the Capitol building? How stupid are you? The Vatican's where the good shit's at. It Come is. on idiots if you go down there if you get to go down there and look at all their secret library stuff you have to already know what you want before you go right. down there i remember when we discussed this on our vatican it's like, episode, how do you know what's down there how do uh i would like go, the i want the video tape from video? the <laughs> from the church that i don't know like, the name yes, of yes. at this time during this place it's and... filed in the c section under the numeral Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. From the year of our Lord of 1985 <laughs> or 92 or you whatever. The what? They're like, oh, how do you know that one? How do you? <laughs> <laughs> Person who works there. <laughs> Again, guys, this was from Monsters Among Us by Linda S. Godfrey. You really should buy this book. It's got like over 300 pages of crazy ass stories and her own investigation into these stories. Yeah. And when I They're say crazy, they're all digestible little I mean, sections too. Oh my God. You want to like perfect. not read a book, but like. Read a book? Yeah. You, <laughs> this is the book. <laughs> like some of these stories are, are just little nibbles. Yeah. They're very interesting. I love it. 
It, yeah. and, like it's getting colder and rainier. Perfect book. Have some tea mm-hmm. or some mm-hmm. wine. Mm-hmm. Read wine some tea. books. Tea wine. <laughs> Perfect. What a so nice good. afternoon we've given you. We've <laughs> given you the best idea. Grab a blankie and some sleepies. Mm-hmm. Your kitty or puppy. Mm, so good. Or a turtle, if that's or what you've got. Or bunny. Oh, bunny. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to guys. Bubbles. Hope you enjoyed. <laughs> Erica saved the day by suggesting this topic. Champion. That's what I do. <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> Just save things. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, if you are a Patreon member, I believe this from Saturday? Saturday, we think Saturday? we think Saturday we're going to be doing a Zoom a Zoom Halloween party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hopefully our costume comes in they time. They better fucking come DHL get your shit together. Get it together. I'm so just irritated this one that package. tracking all the others I don't I care about. Just this one. Just this one. <laughs> it's so important. It's really important. Mm. Very, important. very important well guys join us uh hopefully on our patreon yeah it's be a good time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and also if you do join on our patreon uh zoom call don't feel like you have to really be involved if you just want to watch and just hang out you don't have to be video no. chatting with everybody no. don't feel obligated that's the yeah. part that I feel like we really have to express. Like, yeah, we're you don't have to, to. Be stupid. You don't have to talk. You don't have to. But if you want to, you are absolutely welcome. If you need to tell us that you think <laughs> Dandy as Dandy is dreamy, oh. then please tell us your thoughts. But we <laughs> don't need understand to hear more about that. <laughs> I want to understand though. How did he get on Dandy? <laughs> How did he become more dandy? But less dandy? Less dandy made him more more dandy. dandy. (laughs) (laughs) If you understand what we're saying, join Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Uh, All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed some spooky stories. Spookies. Most of spookies. But I'm Liana. I'm Erica. All right. And bang. Bang. <laughs> <laughs>